If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at cottageblogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer, and as ever, I am super excited to be back with you again. Gosh, it's been a really interesting week, not least because there's a lot of snow on the ground here. It's come very early this year. Winter has come early and I cannot wait to head out to St. Lucia in a week or so to go and spend a couple of weeks and Christmas on Mike's yacht on his catamaran, which is called Moose on the Loose, which is very, very relevant for a family of Canadians out in the Caribbean. So I can't wait for that. You'll be hearing, you will be hearing about that, no doubt, when I get back. Um, so what else? Oh, I've been having some great discussions, and you're going to be hearing a lot about this soon, with a company, it's a Canadian company called Linwood Homes. And I've known about them for many, many years. It's a very reputable, just fantastic home construction company here in Canada. But, but they have a base in um, San Diego as well. And we've been talking to them about custom building homes for vacation rentals. Not so much in the major destinations, but in what we're calling micro markets, where these are the little places where tourists, tourists are coming in to but there just isn't enough accommodation to take care of them. So I, when we had our property down in the Bahamas and we were thinking about building on it, we were looking at Linwood Homes because they're one of the few construction companies that will give you the you know a, a plan. They have, and they have a ton of fabulous plans for, for different types of homes, from tiny homes all the way through to, to mega mansions. But you can take one of these plans and then customize it make it exactly into what you want. And certainly if you're think, ever thinking about buying a, buying a piece of land and building a home on it, it's not necessary to go to that huge expense of, of hiring a, an, an architect, which is what we did years and years ago and dropped a massive money onto it. And unfortunately it never, never happened. So that was money lost. But anyway, that's by the by. But you don't have to go to that expense of hiring an architect. You can work directly with Linwood Homes to create the vacation home that you really, really want and build it to your specifications. So you're going to be hearing a lot more about that in the upcoming months. And you will be finding that there is some a lot more information on the vacationrentalformula.com about building your vacation home rather than renovating one that you buy. You know, there's there's some there's pluses, there's minuses, and I'm going to be going through all of those. So I've been talking to the guys at Linwood Homes and you're really having some great discussions. I've also been looking at my own home, which you know that we we built this last year and moved into at the beginning of September. And my goal when we built the home was it was going to be completely automated. I was going to have everything here that was controlled by my iPhone, which was a lofty goal because I found that although I'm sort of tech savvy, 
I am not tech savvy at all. Um, I did install my Nest thermostat all by myself last week. And I was very proud of doing that. And, you know, with the Nest app up on my phone, I can control the temperature from wherever I am. And that is, uh, that, that's a definitely a step in the right direction. But now I've become really, really interested in, oh, yes. And of course, you know, having control a Nest, the Nest thermostat established, then I programmed my Google Home so I can now, I don't have to get up from my kitchen table and go and turn the heat up. I can just say, hey, I'm, I'm going to say this very quietly because Google listens to me. Hey, Google, turn the temperature up to 23 degrees or turn it down or whatever. And it does that. And for some of you, I know this is probably something that you do all the time. But for me, while I think I'm an early adopter of most things, I'm getting to be a pretty late adopter of technology and I'm trying to catch up as quickly as I can. So it was it was such fun when I was in Las Vegas to meet with Dana Young, who is the founder of Virtual Concierge, and to hear what, what he and his team are doing with Alexa and Google Home, so digital assistants, to to create a really welcoming environment for guests. And and I've heard Alex Nig talking about this over the past year or so, and I'm really fascinated by it. And, and I have decided that I am going to get to grips with this. I'm going to get my, I might have to buy an Alexa. So I'm going to get to grips with this and create my digital assistant so that when my guests come into my apartment downstairs next year, they're going to, they're going to be able to ask about restaurants and attractions and events in the area and the digital assistant the voice activated digital assistant is going to be able to provide them with that information. So how do we do this? I invited Dana Young from Virtual Concierge to come along and tell us all about it. So without further ado, let's move on over to that conversation because I'm sure he can describe it so much better than I can. So I'm super delighted to have with me today, Dana Young from Virtual Concierge. Dana, it was a pleasure meeting you in Las Vegas, spending a little bit of time with you on, on the Monday when we were at, at Amy Fermani's place that Matt Landau was, was renting. And, and that's when I learned that you had won something. So you're going to have to just, just tell me what you were doing in, in Las Vegas and, and what it was that happened on stage. Yes. Hi, Heather. And it was great to meet you as well. I've been looking forward to the opportunity for quite some time um, as a long-time listener. So yeah, we were um, fortunate enough to participate in um, the VRMA, what was called Battleground competition, where there were startups on stage uh, sort of describing our value proposition to the industry and what we were doing with solutions. And as a part of that, we were fortunate enough to, to walk away with the with the judges award. So super, super happy and excited about, uh, about that. Well, that, that's great. And we're going to, to through our discussion, uh, we'll be talking about what it was that captured the judge's attention and, and got you that award. So, but, uh, but let's just kick off with the question that I ask for absolutely everybody that comes on the show is what got you into this, into this crazy industry in the first place? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's one that I've, just super enjoyed the journey. About 10 years ago, 
we, my, my mom and I actually um, partnered on a place out in north central Washington state. And it's on a lake. And it, it was a, sort of like when you go out into the national forest and you see the old lodges that are government owned buildings. It was kind of like that, um, built in the 30s. And um, as a part of a way of uh, retrofitting it, we thought, hey, how about we, you know, enter this, uh, this burgeoning space and, and look to uh, rent out and then use the proceeds uh, to, uh, to improve the place over time. So that has been probably, a, you know, in the early days, like a six-year journey of just continually trying to set people's expectations. Hey, this is uh, what we, you know, we use the term rustic and not get them too far out over the tips of their skis in terms of, you know, what they expect out of the place. But um, with the lake right there and, and the expectation properly set, you know, everybody just had an enjoyable time in the summer their kids and family reunions and things like that. And, and then, you know, as the uh, rent came in, we uh, made improvements every year and got to the point where we now have uh, a place that, you know, we're, we're proud of. Excellent. I I always love hearing, you know, how people just get started out in, in vacation rentals and how it sort of takes you over and, and, and becomes such a passion. So how how does that tie in with what you're doing now? Was was um, was did virtual concierge come out of 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 that project in um, getting the your, your your property off the ground and running? Yeah, it it absolutely did. So um, as we got started, we were able to we had repeat guests really from the very beginning. You know, they'd come and they'd say, "Oh, we had such a great time. Sign us up for next year." And, and each year that they came back, we were able to offer a big change. You know, we would put new hardwood in, um, in the patio area or, you know, all new windows, uh, m- major changes over time, uh, completely renovated kitchen, that kind of thing. But pretty soon, you know, as the years wore on, we started to run out of those big changes. And uh, it, we had this great thing where every year they come, you know, expecting what was the next big thing uh, that they'd see at the Lodge of Palmer Lake. And, and then I begin to fret about, oh, what am I going to do next? And with my background in technology, it was December of 2015 when I received an Amazon Echo for Christmas and I was introduced to Alexa. And the idea struck me um, a couple of months later, what an amazing tool it could be for a vacation rental. And what if you could uh, turn this thing into a virtual concierge uh, that could answer questions about the property itself as well as the surrounding area? So I ended up getting started and and, uh, developing the software really specific just to my vacation rental, the lodge. And, And then, you know, a light bulb went off and said, hey, a lot of people could benefit from this and I could make it available to uh to the community at large so that's kind of how it got started yeah and i find this i find this fascinating because i have you know i've just completed my home build and created a two-bedroom apartment in the basement that i'm going to start renting out next year and and i as i was as we were doing the building and i thought i'm going to make this place completely smart homed if you like and uh-huh. and i had my son had bought me a um, a Google Home about about a year ago, and I thought 
I'm going to learn how to use this and I'm going to have everything automated. And sadly, you know, th things moved on far quicker than, than my what I had in my brain. So the, the house became closed in and all the electrics were put in. And in fact, we bought all this stuff. And we had it all stacked up for the builder to install. You know, there was, there was the video um, surveillance because I, I want an outside video camera. There was mm -hmm. the Nest thermostat. There was the Yale, um, the lock. And there were some other things. And I'd given them to the builder. He never put a single one of them in. Oh, no. <laughs> and, I, you know, I had the smoke alarms as well, the Nest smoke alarms. But apparently they, they didn't meet code because they, they didn't have the flashy lights for, for, for the hard of hearing. Uh -huh. <laughs> so so when we moved in we had this stack of boxes in in a cupboard and i said you haven't put any of these in he said oh no he said you you're probably better off taking them back he said you know what you've got is fine and so so my smart home system never actually materialized but i'm trying to get it done now so yeah. is it i mean let's just start with that for 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 the um for the real neophyte, the you know, the techno neophyte fight that I am, what uh, can you do this retrospectively? Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose that now with the state of your apartment downstairs really being representative of probably most listeners, right? Most people are at that point where they're not able to do new construction and thinking about um, how they do retrofit. Um, that that's you know a super great question, and I think that. You know, as we've thought about that from virtual concierge service, that's been a point at which we've thought, how do we make it as easy as possible to do that retrofit? And so we built pre-programmed smart home kits that were essentially made for retrofit. And they include uh, the components that, that you described and light switches, things like that. And the idea being that, yeah, the barrier to entry is essentially it's, it's that upfront wave of complexity that kind of buries you and, and, you know, gets you to the point where you take no action because it just all seems so complicated. And the idea being, if you could, you know, answer a series of questions, what do you want to do in each room, then you could have this box show up with everything already programmed to do the routines that you like, and then have a handyman, essentially, you know, in terms of retrofit, the, the key piece that you just need some help with is swapping out electrical switches. That's really it. Mm -hmm. Everything else, you know, and, and the door lock too. I mean, you, you want to make sure that hopefully you're uh, the, the type of door and, and the door lock system that you uh, have today is uh, going to be the same kind of thing that your, um, your smart home lock is. But other than that, you know, everything is today, you know, wireless communication, and, you know, riding on the Wi-Fi system that you probably already have up and running. So it's not too bad. What about, because I, I know, so I, I have some Nest items. So I have the Nest app. Because uh, this is where I get hung up on, Dana, is, is all these different apps. Do I have to have different apps for, for all the different things that I want to do? Yeah, that's the part that I think the industry as a whole is getting their arms around that this idea of having different apps, different user interfaces to control each individual component really isn't scalable. And so what we've focused on doing is 
thinking about calendar integration and how do you take a value proposition from these components and condense it into something that based on a calendar, things can just happen. So you, you can welcome, welcome your guests with a, with a house that's comfortable and, and the right temperature, it's well lit based upon their arrival date and having it maybe preheated just prior. And then, you know, as your guests depart based on the calendar, the house hibernates um, and, and conserves energy and reduces your expenses. And then as the next guest arrives, you can get alerts on when your, your guests, you know, open that front door. And if the temperature gets out of a range that you specify, things, you know, things like that, where you don't necessarily need to worry about individual apps and interfaces to control all this stuff. Mm -hmm. But you base it on the calendar and then get the, the core value proposition, you know, from that point with, with a hub that controls the components from a centralized place. Does that make sense? It it does, but you know, you know, probably no more than a year ago, I would have heard that, and and it would have gone way over the top of my head. And I'm thinking, how the heck does this happen? And this is so spooky that somebody could walk in and everything, you know, everything is ready for them in terms of the the ambience. You know, the lights are on. Because I'm, I'm assuming you can control which lights are going to be on as somebody walks in the door. Right. Um, but here we are a year later. It's just like, well, yeah, this is this is just what this is how we all roll now. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's just a matter of getting it set up. Right. So I, one question: Echo versus Google Home. So you're saying you got an an Echo and using Alexa. I have a Google Home, and it's but it seems most of the stuff that I see is, is is more focused on on the Echo. Does it make any difference? A little bit. It depends on your use case. So today, in the United States, and and really, I guess I'll use a global number. Amazon Alexa has about sixty five percent of the market. They were the early adopter. They had a two year head start on Google, and. Google today is about 20%, and then everybody else is uh, the remainder. So, yeah, with that head start, there are some things that you can do with Alexa that aren't available on Google. But I, I would call that, you know, on, on the whole, they're largely at par. But in the hospitality space in particular, Amazon has launched, and we're a a provider of uh, Alexa for hospitality, and so they're actually taking this segment and saying we're going to pay we're going to pay special attention here, and we're going to set up our devices and we're going to set up an an ecosystem for this space that that has a very focused in, intentionality about it, and yet to this point anyway, Google hasn't quite done that. So you can kind of go either direction from a base retail device standpoint. But if you're going to roll these things out at scale, mm -hmm. uh, say across, you know, your your properties as a vacation rental manager, then today Amazon has a has a distinct advantage. OK, that that's cool. So I am looking at um, Amazon at the moment. And so I see different generations of Echo, Echo second generation, Echo spot, Echo dot, all new Echo dot third generation. Confusing? Absolutely. Where where do you start? <laughs> where do you start with this? What 
So 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 let's say say you're in the market for for something like this. Um, you may well have just missed Black Friday, um, but but maybe there's still some deals around, and you want to get one of these devices and set it up to so, so that you can exploit this digital assistant technology to enhance your guests' experience. And it's something we're going to talk about in a minute, but I just wanted to talk about the equipment first of all. Sure. What needs, what, what would you go for? Yeah. So in general, just go for the latest generation, the devices. They're a little more expensive, but if you want to just get started, the Echo Dot or the Google Home Mini are actually very reasonable. And there are sales that uh, will lead up to Christmas time that will probably be significant savings on these devices. So I'd say, you know, if they're normally $50 for, a, for an Echo Dot or a Google Home Mini, you can plan on, you know, m- maybe looking at a 30 or $35 uh, as something that could be possible on, on sale. So it's, it's not too bad um, to, to get the latest generation device. Oh, excellent. And one of those is going to meet the needs. You don't have to go to the highest level to, you know, I'm, I'm looking at an Echo Spot here, which doesn't look much different, except it's got a nice little, inter, you know, a, a little um, screen on the front. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Is, is that all the difference is? Yeah, the screen uh, brings, the, the term they use is multimodal. So you get both voice and uh, a screen experience together in one device. And that, that is very nice. As we think about the technology moving forward, there will be increasing use cases for those kinds of devices. Today, you have to be a little careful because they do, they're built to actually have video chat. And so they have a built-in camera. And of course, with uh, you know, places that you rent out, you want to be sure and disclose any cameras in the home. So that's just something to keep in mind if you end up buying a device with a screen. But, you know, if, if you think about the capability of the device relative to sound, it, it, it'll depend on whether or not you want to use these things to provide music to your guests as one of the foundational decision points mm-hmm. as to whether to buy the little small one or maybe the one that, you know, has the much better bass and, um, audio uh, capability. So just a couple of options to consider as you think about your specific, you know, desire to, to use the tech. Yeah. Oh, that, that, that's interesting. And in fact, if you go onto Amazon, um, Amazon, you can, there is, there is a section there that compares the different devices anyway. So just scroll down that and you can, you can see what the differences are. Let's, um, let's, let's talk about what, what they can do for for a guest so right. you know we've all we've already talked about the sort of smart home system working with your, your calendar which is slightly different to have the property all prepared in terms of of temperature and light and ambience when a guest arrives but they walk in the door and the the uh, alexas or, or echo or google home is sitting on the side so what can they do what can this do for them how is it going to really take their experience to a new level. You bet. So dovetailing off your previous comment there about, you know, the smart home, if you have invested in smart home technology, oftentimes it's a little bit daunting for a new guest to come in, walk into a home. And if there's a complex panel 
with lots of different controls, it, it seems a little bit daunting. That's where voice comes in and makes smart homes simple. Because if you can just use your voice and, and say, you know, Alexa, turn on, uh, turn on the TV and not have to fiddle around with all the different remote controls that actually make the TV go on and then the, you know, um, the, the TiVo box or the, uh, the Netflix, you know, Amazon Fire or whatever it is, um, all your, your setup, if it can all be collapsed into one command, it's pretty powerful. Um, I'm, um, I'm, I'm going to yeah. st- I'm going to stop you there because <laughs> because this has been my huge bugbear for years and years in vacation homes is walking in walking in and thinking I'm just going to you know, get a beer sit down turn the news on particularly as a business traveler you know I'm, I'm not running out out to see the beach I just want to walk in I've had a long journey I want to relax I want to turn TV on and then you've got this basket full of maybe four five even six remote controls. So you're saying that you could actually set it up so that you don't need those? Yeah, with the right, uh, and this is evolving quickly. So there is a, a device from Amazon called the Fire TV Cube. And I'm sitting here looking at one right now in my uh, family room. This is a device that is looking to collapse that kind of uh, complexity down and has voice control to turn things on and change the channel and adjust the volume, all those kinds of things with your voice. If you have a existing audio video setup, there are third parties that have the capability to, you know, collapse everything down to one remote control. And those companies then also offer the ability with an Alexa skill or a, a Google assistant, what's called an action. They're really just apps, uh, voice apps to be able to then control that collapsed technology stack with your voice. So those are good options to think about in terms of use cases. That, that, that's really exciting. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. you, were, you were, <laughs> so now the, the guest is not being presented with this sort of array of, of things that they have to learn. They simply have to speak to uh, Alexa and ask the question, what else can it do for them? You bet. So as a Uh, mentioned music is a key use case and one that um, Amazon just did a just a remarkable job of setting expectations up front when this technology first came out. So as I mentioned, they had a two year head start. Uh, Alexa just had, if you want to say her, uh, four year birthday. And four years ago, when they introduced this, this technology, they really set it up as a, a speaker that could play music. And then if you think about the way that they introduced additional capabilities, everything that they, they set the, the bar low and then every new thing that you could find out that this thing could do was sort of a delight instead of thinking about it, you know, hey, as this Uber technology that can answer any question and then being disappointed every time it couldn't. That's kind of the way they entered the market. So the music use case is certainly one of the key use cases. And I think, you know, it has made a big difference for our place because if you think about what you've done in the past, today guests expect to be able to really play any song that they that they uh, can think of, right? Um, and they also, you know, want it to be sort of in their own playlists. And so as you think about the music services that exist today, things like Spotify or Pandora. Um, There are options that range all the way from essentially no cost that has some commercials in it 
to Spotify Premium to you know get full featured streaming music, and all that can be surfaced through this uh, voice technology. And if you decide to buy a little bit more expensive speaker, it actually can replace you know your old giant speakers like uh, you, you know that are three feet tall and a foot and a half wide and have been in the living room for fifteen or twenty years. Yeah, I know that. I know those types. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Um, we still have them. So, so I had a question from um, from somebody on one of the forums recently about voice assisted uh, about digital assistance. Is it possible to set it up so that as a as a guest walks in, there is music playing? Sure. Yeah you you can just set up a playlist that will you know stream music. Uh, as long as that as long as that playlist is still running, and if you're shuffling music and just have it on repeat, you know it it can be playing certainly when they arrive, and that's a great with with a well lit entry and a mm-hmm. and a comfortable temperature and music playing in the background. That's a pretty nice way to enter a vacation rental. Yeah, absolutely. We I've always done this in in my vacation rentals. You know, at Christmas time, people walk in and there's some some soft classical Christmas music playing. Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, um, yeah, but it, you know, originally we had cassettes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Do you remember those? And yeah. and then it was, uh, and then 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 we would we were using um, CDs, and then went on to um, just using one of the satellite channels. But but that you know it just doesn't look good. You walk in because you've still got the screen showing a satellite channel. So and I and the the question that that came was from an owner who has a property in in Utah, and she. It, it, it's in a it's in a town where they it's been the backdrop for a lot of um, films, you know, more sort of cowboy mm-hmm. western type of films, and and I think she she wants to get people into that atmosphere by playing this type of you know cowboy western music as they walk in. That that will be that will be great for you, Shireen, to get that that set up. So I'm sure if you've got a question that uh, that you could probably connect directly with Dana and he'll help you out. I'm dropping you in it here, Dana. I love that. I, I love the um, the themed uh, music to uh, provide that special kind of themed experience. Love it. Yeah. Good idea. Okay, that that's cool. So other other ways. I mean, I'm you bet. Yeah. I'm on um, virtualconciergeservice.com at the moment, which is 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 your website, and on the page that's called guides. And, mm-hmm. and I, I went through that, and it, it was really interesting. You've got a number of different guides. One of them interested me. It said provide ambient sleep sounds to help guests sleep better. Yeah, oh. this has been one of the skills on the Amazon Skill Store that has been really the most popular of everything out there. Um, is this uh, idea that there are so many different sleep sounds that it provides and you know you can get waves or you know thunderstorms or crickets chirping i mean so many different things and you know if if a guest is at a quiet property that doesn't have any background noise that they're not familiar with then maybe you don't need it but even if you're out in the country and you know your guests are used to maybe a more suburban lifestyle and there's a lot of insect or animal noises outside, owls hooting or whatever it is, you know, uh, the next day might not be quite as good because they weren't able to get to sleep that night because they were hearing all these strange noises. And similarly, if you're, you know, uh, maybe uh, from the country and you are staying at a place that's uh, more urban, 
and there's a lot of traffic and honking and things like that, uh, drowning it out with these skills that are available um, are a nice way to complement that guest experience. That's that's amazing. I'm going to be heading over to. In fact, I'm, while you're talking, because I, you know, I multitask here. <laughs> while you're talking, I'm just going through that guide on, you know, the 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 free options in in that. Um, that Alexa skill, you know, heartbeat, ocean, rain, relax, babbling brook, thunderstorm, white noise, and it goes on and on and on. Um, right. I mean, I, I particularly, I love to go to sleep in a thunderstorm. And I think of, of nothing better than to to t- try this out, to get this tested out. Yeah, there's just all these little things that you may not have originally thought of. And there's new things coming out all the time. Um, I, I, you know, I can go into... Like, I think there's 10 things that are on that uh, website, so we won't have time for all of it. But um, there's new things uh, that I'm pretty excited about as well. Here's one that I I just thought, oh, that is so cool. So this is the case. uh, This is a situation with the Google side. Um, Two weeks ago, Google and Disney um, partnered together. And you know those little books? They're called Little Golden Books. And um, there are stories of like some of the classics like Peter Pan or, you know, some of the newer, even the newer Disney movies have been made into little golden books. But what what is now available is that if you say, you know, hey, Google, let's, uh, you know, read a story with Disney. It, the Google Home will, will begin to play relevant sound effects <laughs> and music as you read the story to the child. And so... You know, you can imagine uh, for a vacation rental, that's that's where, where kids are involved. You could have a stack of little golden books and, you know, with a little sign that says what's possible and just make that experience for those kids um, really stand out as, you know, one of the neat things about their vacation. I think that's terrific. I, I, I love that. Um, yeah, I, I can't get over how many, how, you know, what, what the scope is here. Just, just one more. Let, let's just do one more before I, I move on to it to another topic. It says set up, set up new ways to communicate between you and your guest. How does this work? You know, a personal welcome, alerting guests of any important information mid-stay. And this really caught my interest because up up here in Ontario, in in the in the high season, it get you know it can get very dry, and we have campfire bands. And the moment there's a campfire ban on, if somebody lights a campfire, somebody's going to tell the fire department they'll be slapped with a $1,000 fine. And we don't want that to happen with a guest. So beforehand, right. it's always been difficult. You know, how, how do we get hold of our guests and let them know? And I, I read this and I thought, well, this, this seems like a perfect solution. Have I got this right? Can we do this? Yeah, it's doable. The specific capability that you're describing is called Alexa Messaging. And it, it can be a complement to the existing you know, communication channels you already have in place for things maybe like that. So as a host, you can send messages to guests using Echo maybe in your, um, in your office. And then you, you can also message on the go with, with your mobile app. There's an, uh, an app called the Alexa app that will allow you to do that. And then the message is then delivered to all the Echo devices at your vacation rental. And when the guest has an incoming message from you, the lights on the top of the Echo's um, pulse yellow. And when the message comes in, the device momentarily uh, does a little uh, chime sound. 
And then you can listen to your message by saying, Alexa, play message. And you could then deliver, you know, hey, no campfires. Uh, the, the band just went into effect or whatever it is. I love that. I love that. I'm getting, can you tell? I'm getting really excited about this. <laughs> Still trying to work out how I can do this, uh, on how I can scale this to 180 properties. But, uh, but that, yeah. you know, that, that, could be, well, that could be another discussion. <laughs> Yeah, and, and that that's where you know we, you'd want to shift gears because some of this capability is going to be specific to the retail devices that you go buy from Amazon.com and deploy, and then as um, Alexa for hospitality uh, gains more and more capability, that will then be sort of a different framework in which to think about ways to deploy the technology. And for example, if you know as as we've been working with Amazon as a solution provider for Alexa for Hospitality, um, we're looking at integration with PMS systems to get that calendar information. And then with arrival dates and departure dates, setting up the capability to fully reset these devices automatically before the next guests arrive. So that if things like uh, alarms were set previously, that they would be wiped out or that you know, I, I talked earlier about a guest having access to a playlist that they have on their own personal account. Um, as we move forward with Alexa for Hospitality, there will be that ability for a guest to log in uh, with their own account to access their own music with Alexa for Hospitality. And then uh, on departure, uh, that gets completely wiped out. And, and so there's a, a built-in mechanism that says, if you want to log in with your own account, I first need to know when your arrival date is and when your departure date is. And without that information, I'm not going to let you log, log in because I can't guarantee that I'm going to be able to wipe it out. Mm -hmm. But with that in place, now all of a sudden, you know, there's this paradigm that exists that you have a whole set of features specific to the hospitality industry that Amazon's providing. And then, you know, centralized management and monitoring of all that stuff uh, through solution providers like us. Gosh, this, this, this is really moving on so quickly, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. Okay, so what do you do at Virtual Concierge that, um, that, that can help owners to sort of ease their way into providing these services? You bet. So really, there are those two tracks. So if you are an individual vacation rental owner, maybe with one property or a couple properties, you can go get a retail device and you know, try to catch one of the sales and deploy it at your property and then sign up with our service and then have the option of going into a portal just uh, on, on a website where you can then go provide all kinds of answers, you know, questions and then corresponding answers that um, you want to be able to provide your guests about the property in the surrounding area. So that is one of these, you know, essentially wide open kinds of capabilities where you can provide any information you want to your guests and then have that be accessible just through that voice interface. And then if you have many properties, then you probably want to talk to us about Alexa for hospitality and having that centralized management monitoring across many devices across all those properties. So those are the kind of the two things that, you know, that we've been focused on uh, delivering the, uh, the skill that I've been talking about, the virtual concierge skill is available either way. You can take it, uh, you know, just through the retail device um, with one or two properties and go onto our website, like I mentioned, or with Alexa for Hospitality, that skill is also available and built in through our service. 
Excellent. Uh, also, could you tell me about the partnership that you now have with Hostfully? Um, yeah, I was excited to talk about that. Thank yeah. you for mentioning it. So we announced that at, just before at, at the VRMA conference. And um, this is a way for us to be thinking about uh, the vacation rental managers, you know, sort of, sort of best interests and uh, the fact that many have uh, done, uh, you know, a great job of providing digital welcome capability to their guests and, and maybe have already created a whole bunch of content and hostfully has uh, a lot of customers that now have been thinking about, well, you know, is it possible to surface that same information through one of these voice assistants? And so that's what this partnership's all about. And the idea of making that available to guests through Alexa or Google Assistant uh, without having to re-enter all the data. And so it's uh, making better use of your existing investment. Yeah, because you know that, that that crossed my mind for those of you who use digital uh, digital guest books, digital guidebooks like Hostfully, and I, I'll put a link to uh, the interview I did with Jay, uh, David Jacoby of Hostfully on the show notes, so you can go check that out if you're not aware of of what they do. But you know, I'm sure people will think, well, if I've already put all this information into a guidebook, things things like you know the, the Wi-Fi code. And uh, because I know that when guests walk into a, a vacation rental, first thing they want is the Wi-Fi code. And so, so I'm guessing with, with this partnership, they'd be able to just say, hey, Alexa, what's the Wi-Fi code? And that will come via the Hostfully guidebook? That's right. The integration we're doing is to import all of that content, um, which almost always does include how to get on access to the internet. And so, yes, uh, that's exactly the idea. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Hey, Dana, you've, uh, you've provided some fantastic information and, and you've really motivated me to, uh, to, get, uh, to get going on this. I, I have a feeling my Google Home may be um, relegated somewhere and, and I'll be buying um, an Echo Dot or two. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, it is uh, it is an exciting time. New things are happening. Uh, capabilities are being announced almost weekly. You know, as a um, developer, you know we we work hard to to keep up with uh, what Amazon's doing. Um, the, you know, there was an article just this week that announced. Well, it wasn't really an announcement. It was more the data shows that Amazon now has over 10,000 developers working just on Alexa. So <laughs> it's oh. like, wow, uh, there's, you can see why uh, things are moving so fast. Well, it, it will be interesting just to see what happens over the next uh, six months, year. In fact, we, we were talking this morning, you know, if uh, we were talking about family members since departed, you know, and you know, my parents, what, 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 what they would think if they came back now and saw what was available just in the, in the very few short years since they, since they left us. Just amazing how technology has, has advanced and how quickly it, it, it does continue to do so. Yeah. And, you know, there's this new term that being kicked around with kids that are being born into this uh, generation They're you know, calling them Generation V, uh, born into a voice technology world and uh, and their experience and their expectations and the way that they begin to interact with the world and with technology from a very early age. 
is completely different than what you and I uh, were exposed to, even you know as young adults. So yeah, yeah. It's scary crazy. stuff, <laughs> but inter- <laughs> but interesting and fascinating. Yeah. So yeah. so Dana, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you with with us. Where can people contact you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the the website is virtualconciergeservice.com. And uh, my email is Dana at virtualconciergeservice.com. And my, uh, the Twitter handle you can use is at the VR concierge. And all those are good ways to get a hold of us. Perfect. And I'll make sure I put those on the show notes so that anybody who wants to, uh, to connect with Dana or go and look at the website has all the information available. So, uh, so once again, thank you so much for, for joining me. I'm sure we will meet again Yes, at, so. at a conference near us. Yes, <laughs> at some point, and I'll I'll look forward to talking with you at that time and just seeing where technology has gone from there, from here. Yeah, there. yeah, that's that'll be that'll be fun to compare what our conversation was now versus uh, you know a few months from now. Yeah, exactly. Cool. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. All right, thanks, Heather. Well, thank you so much, Dana Young from Virtual Concierge Service, VCS. It was an absolute pleasure to talk to Dana. I, he's so enthusiastic about what he does, passionate about his own vacation rental. And, you know, these are the people that, that are making this industry what it is. They're people who, who know the business because they've been in it from the ground floor. They've managed or they built up their their own business managed it operationally strategically and and understand what the pain points are that both owners and guests have so you know Dane has built this solution for the the pain points that our our guests so often have and now we're moving into this era of uh voice technology that it's going to be everywhere you need to get into this. I'm, I'm definitely, I'm so excited about this. I, I love the fact that I can, I can speak to that little box on the side and tell it to turn the thermostat up and down, even when I'd only have to get up and walk five feet to, to do it. However, I do urge you to um, go look at virtualconciergeservice.com and, uh, and, check it out. Check out the guides. They are really, really interesting. Some, some really good writing in there on what you can do with this system. Um, so let me know. Let me know. Send me an email at heather at cottageblogger.com if, if this is something that you're going to plan on doing. And I'd love to hear how it's working for you. So uh, yeah, just, uh, just drop me an email and let me know. So That's it for another week. It's always an absolute pleasure being with you. And I look forward to being with you again next time. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over. But don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.